All right, guys, so last time we talked about horror movies. Yep. Was there anything else you guys wanted to add to that anyways? Hmm. I mean, like we mentioned, there were so many good horror movies, and we we didn't get, like, all the ones we wanted to get, did we? We could talk for hours about these horror movies. Yeah, so was there any last tidbits you wanted to add, or anything you forgot? Well, we watched Zombiever since then. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought Zombievers was going to be dumb, and I was begging you to turn it off. And then all of a sudden, Bill Burr came out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, well, Bill Burr is in this, and I got to watch it. And, it. and he appeared two times without a spoiler. But, uh, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Uh, good, good gore. Good effects, yeah. Uh, Cheesy well, storyline, but it worked yeah. for what it was. Yeah, robotics. So we talked before about Willy's Wonderland with uh, Nicolas Cage. Mm. Have you watched that, Matt? No, it's not watched. Don't. No, that's uh, awesome. And uh, Corey was like, "Oh, it's good for a movie that they just wanted to make crazy." Mm. And I was like, "No, it sucked." Mm. But Zombievers, you can tell it wasn't meant to be serious, but they did it. Like uh, it was good. Yeah, it was ten times better. Yeah, ten <laughs> times. It's like um, the Grave Encounters. I don't know if you guys have watched those oh, yet. No. no, what is that about again? Really? It, it's basically about these guys who are trying to make a, a TV show about ghost mm -hmm. hunting, but they don't really believe in ghost hunting, and they get trapped into this insane asylum that's actually haunted. Oh, okay. They're getting hunted down and killed. Mm -hmm. um, like ghost hunters, but then it turns real. Yes. That's dope. It's, it's like a cross between like a haunting movie and mm -hmm. Rose Red. Basically, it's... It, it's good in that aspect, but it's the same point of it's an indie film, so don't expect like the best movie ever. Okay. Right. But a lot of those. Oh, sorry. You do have to watch the sequel though. Yeah. Because it's like. It, it does continue it, mm. and you kind of filmed it all at the same time, so you do have to get the whole vision. You have to watch both. Okay. Definitely. Trippy. But yeah, there's a lot of indie movies that did good. Like you were mentioned Trolls before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Trauma, which we got one, right? Oh, yeah. Toxic Avenger, I think, was one of our indie ones. Yeah. Again, on the bottom of the shelf, we always just picked it out. Yeah. Newcomb High, those are good. They're yeah. still making those. I saw one a few years ago. It was actually really, really? good. Yeah. I was just going to watch the first Newcomb High again, but I've I got to do it. Yeah. Maybe we should watch that tonight. Yeah, I got really? some more. And then after the last podcast, we got in a lot of interesting combos that I wish was on the podcast. Like, we were talking about uh, clear titanium. Who was it? Was it yeah, Matt or Corey? Yeah, it was me. How, how does that work again? I honestly, I have no idea. All I just mm. remember is that the the clear metal from Star Trek was actually made a few years ago. Oh, that's how we got actual, it. It was an actual thing. Uh, yeah. Someone actually figured out how to do it. Was that right? It was Star Trek? They were yeah. saying yeah. clear? Yeah. It's the Star yeah, Trek. That's insane. Nice. Oh! And that's what we went off on, right? We went on like uh, the creepiness of Star Trek. Tell that story again. How did he, how he did a seance, right? Oh yeah, Gene Roddenberry. Apparently, I think his daughter or granddaughter told uh, the news or whatever that he was doing a seance with some people from the Air Force, and they were talking to a group of twelve. And the one guy called himself Atem, which is one of the gods that created humanity, basically. Huh. And yeah, and that seance gave him the idea for the Galactic Federation and uh, what do you call it, the teleporter and all that. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah, trippy, because did you know that uh, Dan Aykroyd, the creator of Crystal Skull, our sponsor? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I did uh, He created Ghostbusters by doing seances when he was a kid with his family. 
Yeah. Did you know that? No, right? Isn't that trippy? That's true. So Dan Aykroyd is like, he's super into the supernatural and aliens and everything. And he wrote the script for Ghostbusters and it was originally like a horror movie and really dark. And then he did it based off all this stuff, like the seances he did and shit. And he was really into it. And he wrote the whole script like that. And then eventually people reworked it to be more family friendly and shit. Yeah. But the Ghostbusters were kind of almost like a horror movie too they were almost because i remember the demon dogs like creeping yeah as a kid well and i remember i keep thinking it's the first one but it was the second one i rewatched it recently was the the spikes with the heads on them Mm. in ghostbusters 2 remember that they go under the sewer and then they see all these ghosts and their heads are on spike that scared the shit out of me as a kid but i remember ghostbusters 1 me and you when they did the library scene and they had that song, dun, 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 or whatever. We just run up and down the stairs. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love the soundtrack of that movie. Yeah. Now, how do you watch the newest Ghostbusters? The female one? No, there was the one that came out after that. I don't what? think it's come out yet. Yeah, it didn't come out yet. No, it didn't. Oh, you yeah. shocked me there for a second. I was like, wait, you mean there was another one after the female one? Yeah. Which Corey City watched and he liked, but me. Yeah. I don't mind it. I couldn't do it. A lot of people couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Although I like I like the actresses in that mm-hmm. most of them, oh, yeah. and uh, Chris Hemsworth is in it, but yeah, it's just something yeah. something Kate too McKinnon's woke. Part that was good. And it was Chris just too woke. Part was good. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. support that shit. Yeah, yeah, that was my reason. Shut your mind off and watch it. <laughs> just because I mean, and I told Corey too another Ghostbuster tidbit was, uh, did you know the receptionist? She changed her hair from the first one to the second one. No. No? Yep. She has like short brown hair and then she has like weird crazy red looking cartoonish hair. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, but the reason for that was Ghostbusters the Animated Series. Yeah. So Ghostbusters happened, Ghostbusters the Animated Series came out and was a big cartoon hit. And then they were like, oh, well, let's make it canon. So mm-hmm. then it continued off that. And I was like, that's kind of dope. Yeah. Can you name another movie that came from a cartoon kind of? Like our cartoon influenced mm-hmm. a movie? Like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. I don't know if they were influenced by the cartoon though, because the first comic of Ninja Turtles was really dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Raphael beat the crap in the in the bathtub. Like it, yeah. it was reminiscent of the comic books where yeah. the Ninja Turtles are chopping off people's heads. Oh yeah, and they have like a lot of blood and stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's another one called Body Count. We both have, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just Raphael using Uzis shooting down people. <laughs> I was like, shit! If they made that into a movie, how dope would that be? Yeah. Yeah, well, they got to make the movies a little bit more for the kids, though, so they make it a little more mine. Well, and that's what we talked about on Akasan's podcast. That mm-hmm. basically, what was it? Uh, what were we talking about again? Oh, Justice League or something. And we were talking about how like they beat the crap out of people, and there's no blood in Wonder Woman '84. Me and Corey were talking about that too. Yeah. And like, oh well, you know, it's meant for kids. And I was like, yeah, but the new Justice League has them punching holes <laughs> through people's heads and alien blood and guts going everywhere. <laughs> And I was like, and Deadpool two, or Deadpool came out and was an R rated, the first yeah. R rated, wasn't it? R rated well, superhero, well, uh, Punisher and Punisher, Punisher before that. Late, yeah. But and I mean, first. Logan basically started it from Marvel yeah. with the rated R Marvel movies. That is true. Well, no, because Deadpool one. was Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. First. yeah. Yeah. So and they told him no, 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 and then it comes out and it beat all the fucking everything yeah. R rated horror because it's people grow up. Like I said, when fans bug me online, they're like, oh, caught GG, he made a mistake. I called Thor's hammer Majorn or something. 
And they were like, oh, you fucking disannoyed me. I was like, dude, I own the comics. I live the 90s. Just because you buy the reissues like our buddy Martin and you read it a thousand times doesn't mean you're a better fan than me. If anything, you didn't live it, so you're less. <laughs> but it's crazy, right? How, like, the, uh, the movies get so inspired by these things. Whereas then we have Texas Chainsaw Massacre and... Uh, Return of the Living Dead 2 we were mentioning before based on a true story and it's like based off what? <laughs> <laughs> well, Texas Chainsaw was based off that geek. Yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah. But Return of the Living Dead. I mean sure the Nazis tried to reanimate the dead back in the day, but I don't know if they had a like town run by zombies. who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well it's like you know, the War of the Worlds was supposed to be based off a true story as well. Was it? Yeah. About, like, this guy did a radio show talking about, you know, aliens coming down and attacking yeah. Earth. And everyone was, like, freaking out because they thought it was actually happening. They thought he was an actual news broadcaster and broadcaster oh, was actually well, happening. Wasn't that Orwell or something? I, I believe that was Orwell. Yeah, yeah. Orwell. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. Orwell. Get the Orwell. But no, yeah, it was Orson Welles who did it on, on the radio and everyone yeah. believed it so much that then they ended up making the movies and stuff because he was just basically reading his book hmm. that he had wrote and that's where everyone thought it was actually happening. So like a whole bunch of riots broke out, people were freaking out all over the place. <laughs> I think I remember hearing something about that. Yeah. But radio had a lot of good talent back in the day. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the guy who did the Twilight Zone, uh, his name escapes, and what is it? Come on, what I, I don't know. No? I can't Gene remember. Roddenberg? Is that I it? I don't think it was no. Gene Roddenberg. Gene Roddenberg. Oh no, that's Star Trek, Trek. Jesus, yeah. damn it. Edit, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Rod Sterling, that's it. Got it. Rod Sterling, I think his voice is iconic. Mm -hmm. I think he did a radio too. I think so. But it's crazy the worth it, worth uh, work et ethic back then. Mm -hmm. Like I have this video of Rod Sterling that I saved and I love it. And it's just like right before he put out the Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, if you put this out and it fills, it's not going to be good for your career. It's like oh, I believe in a thousand percent. And they're like, how much do you work on it? He goes, I work on it about 18 hours a day, every day, five days a week. I'm like, so you only get like three hours sleep? He's like, of course. That's what I have to do to get it. And I'm like, fuck, no one does that anymore. No. Well, no one. some people. Some, think, some people. Like Beyonce did. I think The Rock is about four hours of sleep. Yeah, but I think that's mostly because he wants to hit the gym and then record. And he's not doing his own projects. Well, yeah, doing three movies a year. <laughs> not going to get much sleep. Like when we talk about wrestlers, too, you have to remember the personas are created by someone else. That's the thing that annoys me with movies, too. Like, people be like, oh, uh, what was it? Alfred Hitchcock's the best director. He created Psycho. And it's like, oh, no, he didn't. He made it off the book. Same with, like, all the Avengers too. It's like even James Gunn. James Gunn, I love him. He's a great director, but he didn't create the um, rac the raccoon or Groot or anyone. Those were all other people's creations. He just directed a great movie that someone else wrote mm -hmm. and made it. Uh -huh. The writers never get the credit they deserve. That's true, right? That's true. Yeah, and. Uh, also, Corey, you had a good point the last time when you were talking about Star Trek. Um, so they they made the, uh, what was I going to say, the seance to get into Star Trek, but then the technology in Star Trek keeps coming out in real life, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Even the cell phone was actually designed off the tricorder on Star Trek. Really? Like the clamshell design and the original. Mm -hmm. That uh, like clamshell was called flip, yeah. flip phone? Flip phone, yeah. Was created because of Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Shut up. Yeah. They were making a cell phone anyways, but they designed to make it that shape. Seriously? Because yeah. of Star Trek. Yeah. That's insane. Mm. And that's the thing about making like the sci-fi movies, mm. is that you can inspire future generations to make the technology. Yeah. It's like the Back of the Future Part 2, where they go into the future and you have the, the pump-up shoes that pump themselves up and the hoverboards. You hear they made that? They actually made them. Yeah. Yeah. Remember they came on, they actually made it out for the same year that it was supposed to be in the movie. That's yeah. when they first released it. Are you talking about the hoverboard or the shoes? The shoes. They made the, the yeah. shoes. They made the shoes. They're still they working on the hoverboard, though. They look dope, though, those shoes. Did you see it? You press the button and the shoelaces tie. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> they actually made so, that. It was dope. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. so dope. But, like, there's a lot of sci-fi <laughs> movies that are have made people go, I can actually make that an actual thing. Yeah. And then they spend, like, their lifetime actually developing it and inventing it and creating it based off of the movies and then a lot of people are like oh star trek you know those guys they they were like mind readers and they were able to see into the future and they predicted this stuff it's like well no hmm. because they're basically they came out with it they were the ones who thought of it and someone just made it a reality yeah yeah and, they put the idea there and then mm -hmm. somebody worked on it yeah exactly. and that's the problem with like people who try to predict the future if you predict the future and you put it out there well now you're manipulating the future Mm -hmm. Right, because you're you're getting someone else to think about these ideas and then they're gonna create it. Yeah, it's right. true. It's like uh, what is it? I can't remember the word now. But it's like saying something and then invoking reality. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. that reminds me of another cool story, and I think I told Corey about this a while ago. But it was uh, there's a game called Illuminati, a card game. Mm. Okay. Really trippy. And I guess like all the cards on it had things like uh, like a tsunami that showed like Tokyo or not Tokyo Japan had that, yeah. and then it was like all these cards that people kept saying were like, oh my god, they're predicting the future. Like, yeah, they they marked all these different things, and it was just this guy that created a card game. Mm -hmm. But then the weird thing was, his house got raided by the FBI. Oh jeez. Yeah. So it was like, what the hell? Never yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I never heard of this. Yeah, and it's trippy. And then Corey was talking about it too before, like a lot of the prophets of different people are coming true, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Who did you say again? The old oh, Russian yeah, lady? Baba Vanga. That's a good one. Baba Vanga. Yeah, it's interesting. She's. They had the Russian and Hungarian people study her and found her to be about eighty percent uh, accurate. But what year was her stuff? <sighs> I think she died around the late 80s or something like that oh so not was, that far yeah no but she wrote about like the twin towers she wrote about like obama being elected as the 45th president and she actually said the twin towers yep oh shit sure. sure, yeah and then yeah, there's quite a few i forget now but if you see all our predictions into the future like the timeline seems more accurate than like what sci-fi writers would say <laughs> like usually like says that we're only going to get to the moon by 2300 which is or mars which is probably a little more realistic <laughs> start living there at least hmm. stuff like that but you were saying that it went all insane too right like she oh, predicted yeah. like the edge of the universe and yeah <laughs> yeah 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 around like 5000 or 4000 we're supposed to find the edge of the universe and then 
by then there is like a galactic federation and they all vote on if they should go through it and then they go through it and then the universe ends what the hell yeah which i think is interesting because if people do know that's the truth it makes a lot of sense of why like we're using resources that we know we can't get back and mm-hmm. stuff like that because mm-hmm. yeah and what else did she predict uh, well, she said at one point we'll find something in space so scary that she couldn't write it down. She'd have to wait for humanity to find it. Oh, yeah. That's what she's saying. She talked about we have a nuclear what? war with the colony on Mars around 3,000. Okay. Yeah. I'll be long dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be so scary she couldn't tell us? Hmm. Oh, I wonder if it's because I remember a couple of years ago. Or... I Hold on. I, I'd imagine like space aliens with like. 20-foot dicks with spikes on them raising humans. <laughs> no, she talked about aliens. Like, she puts a date to when we basically are invited to be part of them as equals. Hmm. Somewhere when was that? In, like, 2700 or 3700, quite a ways away. She yeah. talks about how we'll, like, genetically get rid of diseases that one year and we'll hmm. eventually become one race in one year. I feel like she's just spouting shit. Just... <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Very possible. I mean, she I... was also, like, sorry, but, like, blinded when she was like under 10 or something like yeah. that never went to school any of that was a recluse mm-hmm. and just wrote most of the stuff down by herself like never made any money off it if you see a picture of her like you, yeah, yeah she, not much reason to make it up and how could she make up things that she are looks like, like better than most sci-fi writers yeah. like no, that's what I was going to say. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it makes sense. Make some good plot lines for a movie. Yeah. Well, in the 80s, people were writing like, oh, Blade Runner in 2010 or whatever. Like, yeah. People thought we'd be so far ahead. And she was like, no, it's going to take like hundreds of years to do this. Hundreds of years. Like, like Transformers, the animated movie was like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in 20 years, we'll have a giant unicron planet and mechanical yeah. planet kill us all. <laughs> well, yeah, even Star Trek, like I think... Uh, the first series, the original series, takes place in like 2250, yeah. next gen, and those taken around 2350. And then the Enterprise one, when they first go to space, is around 2150, right. when they first get like like light speed travel. But, but if Star Trek is predicting all those things, maybe we'll come. Yeah, but at the same point in time in Star Trek Voyager, I just watched the episode just the other day, where they, the, first spa- the first colony on earth to mimic what they were going to do like on other planets in space was in the year 2000 okay. so that was like 21 years ago so they they got a cell phone awesome. right but that's it yeah. <laughs> and the titanium right yeah. but, but even then, that's pretty amazing. how much was gene roddenberry really writing the scripts though by oh, that's Voyager true. Then maybe too. he didn't oh, have the seances and the ghosts helping them yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> they weren't ghosts though they were basically aliens is what they said Oh, they were seancing with aliens. With aliens. Interesting. A group of 12 aliens, and one of them said that his name was Atem, which I had to, like, search to find out who it was, so. Well, that's an interesting theory, too, was if when you're doing a Ouija, Ouija, we talked about this before, because your fingers are supposed to be so light on the table that, like, they say, well, that's why, so the spirits can move it, but maybe it's so entities from different planes, or, like, the third dimension can move it with little energy. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Maybe. And Matt, what were you going to say there before Corey rudely interrupted you? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think part of what, what the, the woman was saying about what she saw in space of Terrifier, um, there's a probe that was released that actually... An anal probe? No, it was a, like a space Boy, satellite like probe. Like the Voyager probe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. it was 
it was it left our galaxy. It got to the edge of our galaxy and was starting to leave, mm -hmm. but it ended up getting to a giant wall of fire. Uh -huh. Just nothing but fire. Uh -huh. You know, it reached hell. And as far as I know, it's still going through that fire to try to get out. Yeah, I read something interesting too. When they sent Voyager through and it left to the edge of our solar system, all of a sudden the radio signals coming back to Earth, like they knew it would take, say, however long, but all of a sudden it got shorter and shorter, even though it was moving farther and farther away. Yeah. And at what that time, that... the radio signals, Oh, wow. like if we send a radio signal to Mars, it takes like nine minutes or something. And mm -hmm. out there, it's probably hours or days. But all of a sudden, yeah. instead of being like an, a day and a minute, the next day would be like a day and or one day and no minutes, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like I don't think the time got shorter and shorter, but it was getting shorter than it should. And all the right. physicists at the time could only explain, or one of their theories was that once you leave our solar system, light begins to travel faster. And mm -hmm. that would make sense why those signals were getting shorter, even though it's getting farther. Huh. So that kind of throws a lot of stuff. So oh. is that saying yeah. we're slower than outside our system? More or less, the speed of light that we know of might only be within our solar system. Huh. As soon as you leave it, it could maybe travel twice as fast or whatever. Interesting. Like a space yeah. vacuum or something. Pretty Someone much, said yeah. something like that before. There's some mm -hmm. type of magnetic field stopping it from traveling faster here. Who knows? Or, mm -hmm. Wasn't that a theory it. of yours, too? Or someone said recently, like, light speed would be possible with magnets. Yeah. Yeah, right. you were saying something Yeah, because I remember someone saying that the... Um, was it the secret of the universe is around magnetism, mm. right? Because everything, like the Earth's gravity or whatever, is kind of like magnetism yeah. and stuff like I that. And that. if you use magnetism, especially out in space where there's like very little gravity and very little friction, and you just put a spaceship in something that you can shoot it out using magnetism, it would mm. basically be like a rail gun. And mm. it should be able to go as fast as the speed of light not speed of light maybe faster or closer depending on how much magnetism you use oh yeah and that's how you also said that they did create a rail gun before they, they actually they do have a rail gun it's on a military ship huh yeah and it shoots basically projectiles on about as fast as the speed of light crazy all with magnetism and there's a guy on youtube who basically did the same thing oh he made his own he made his own yeah he basically made his, own. his channel was his channel own, like i can't remember <laughs> his channel's name but yeah he's like rail gun he basically made a handheld railgun, basically out of magnetism. Yeah, there's a video online of uh, the army showing a railgun being shot, and they mm -hmm. have like layers of like six-inch thick steel, like one after another, maybe a few feet apart. Mm -hmm. And this thing that it launches just goes right through all of them like nothing, like, oh, yeah. like through like five or ten. Of them. Oh, because yeah, it, the railgun heats up a piece of metal it shoots, right? Oh, it's nope. just. Like a series of magnets, so it goes forward. The next one pushes it a bit more and more. It so pushes it keeps what? Inertia. Like a bullet. A big Projectile. magnetic chunk of metal. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. It's a metal, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it, it probably metal. heats up because of the speed it's traveling. Like oh, when it goes through each layer of metal, you can see like sparks and heat mm -hmm. and stuff. So. so do you think just they're gonna make a miniature version that was we'll probably see in the next war? They'll try. I believe China made a small one, like a handheld one, but it's more. Ah, or less. it's made in China. <laughs> yeah, well, it's made it's, in China. It won't work. No, I'm joking. It's probably only powerful enough to like, like for a crowd deterrent or something. Like it's not shit though. If you think of it though, because it, the velocity anything. goes so fast, right, with a real gun, so it's basically one bullet would sink a ship. Oh yeah, easy basically. Yeah, that's why they have on battleships. We go right through and like 
probably both sides of the hall pretty much. But it requires a lot of electricity. That's what would we need to guard against that then? Probably like a, a magnetic force field? Basically, yeah, yeah we would really need like strong. a shield on the ship sending reverse magnetic fields. Yeah, yeah pretty much. much. Which is kind of easy defense if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Put a bunch of yeah. opposite magnets on the ship, and it's like, oh, well, you just wasted all your money on that. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I think when we think of technology, because we can make a weapon and then we can make a defense to the weapon. Mm-hmm. So when you think of technology, it's always like jujitsu too, it's always the basics. Mm-hmm that you end up going back to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could have a bazooka, you could have whatever you want, but it runs out of bullets. And then you can pick up a fucking rock and throw it at someone's head, and that's always gonna be effective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's plenty of Guns stories. Guns clog and everything too. Yeah, there's plenty of stories in like World War Two where the guns would jam or they'd run out of bullets, and all of a sudden they're like, bashing each other in with their helmets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. Like that. Except the AK. The AK was pretty well built. <laughs> yeah, it started to sand that thing. Yeah. And pour sand in it. And yeah. still the Russians, the Russians. <laughs> yeah, they know how to make their weapons. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. It's scary with Putin now. Then. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's it's going to be on his good side, basically. <laughs> well, I found out because uh, my mom did the DNA test that uh, she has Russian in her from her her dad's side, so that means I have Russian blood, so fuck you guys. <laughs> I'll be uh, immune with my 5% or whatever is it. Sorry, uh, yeah, can I switch sides? I got 5% Russian in me now. That's one thing I love about being Canadian, though, is because when I went to Japan, I met people from Hungary, and they were complete, the one guy, sorry, not all Hungary, but the one guy was a complete dick to everyone, and then I was like, oh, yeah, like my grandpa's Hungarian, he's oh, brother, kind of thing, right? I was like, oh shit. And then I met some French people and I said, like, yeah, I got French in me. I don't think I do. But I said, yeah, I got some French in me. And they're like, oh yeah, bonjour. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going with them. And then I realized like the best strategy to just have world peace is just pretend that you're part of every culture. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I got Africa in me. Oh, brother man, let's get you that. Like, just get rid of countries yeah. all together. But if you think of it, if you think of it, that's really what racism comes down to is you're different than me. Mm-hmm. So if you just lied and you're like, yeah, I'm African, oh, I'm French, I'm English, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden they have this new camaraderie. I know mm-hmm. I completely Camaraderie. Camaraderie. <laughs> That's a Canadian spelling. That's yeah. it. But yeah, then all of a sudden people are more connected to you. It's weird. Well, yeah, it's think, more about nationalism, like, than racism at some yeah, to a point. Yeah, that's like, more nationalism. Like, we're right. all white, but we wouldn't get along with white people in other countries. But it has to do with white. racism, too, because yeah. the funny thing about my mom Singh is she found out she's 5% North American, or North Indian. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you're Punjabi, mom! And she was, eh, my mom's not racist, but she's like, ah, oh, fuck that, fuck that, I don't have that, I'm Danish. <laughs> and it, me and Corey and everyone in the family just teased the fuck out of her, but it was kind of funny because it's like, well, now you can't hate on anyone because you're part of that. Mm. Well, I mean, I guess people still could. You but can because there's a lot of people who hate their own race, too. Like, you look like at- the, the black guy in the KKK from Dave Chappelle. Well, that, basically. <laughs> but just in real life, there's, there's a lot of people who who do hate their own race. No, yeah, just, it's just true. people who just hate everybody. Now that we, now we have people that hate their own gender, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a man, chop! <laughs> oh, that's... 
It's a whole other story, I know. I almost don't want to talk about it right now, because we could just spend too long talking. Oh, yeah, no, and everyone already said everything they need to say on that. Well, not to mention, like, when, when you bring stuff up like that, you're, you're guaranteed to piss off half the people. Oh, but nowadays you're going to piss off whoever, that's true. no matter what you say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, right now, too, you have a Metallica shirt, I have a Van Halen shirt. Dude, yeah. we'll fight over that. Oh, you like that Halen? Fuck you! Metal all the way, Metallica! And then we'd make fun of Corey, because it's like, what what band is that? It's Quicksilver. <laughs> Famous band. <laughs> Brand. You don't even know who Quicksilver is? Oh, oh yeah, he's the X-Men. You got an X-Men t-shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Which both of you haven't watched uh, WandaVision yet, right? No. No. Corey hasn't. Yeah. No, not yet. Damn it, but you watched all the Marvel movies, right? I haven't watched all the Marvel movies. Oh, really? Yeah. What else do you have to watch? Uh, I have to watch the Doctor Strange. Oh shit, that was um, good. What else? Really good. You watched all the Thors? I watched all the Thors. Okay. Um, That's the most important. All the Captain America Civil War or whatever. Captain America Civil War is not really a Captain America movie though. It's kind of like everything. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, kind it's of like the first close to Avengers kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I think it was like the yeah. build-up movie to the Avengers. I think it had like the best fight scene too, because that's where Ant Man first went giant, and it was yeah. like, holy oh, shit, they can't do anything. It's just so giant. <laughs> just grabbing people out of there. Until uh, Spider Man had a good scene. He's like, you remember that first Star Wars movie? <laughs> he like yeah. spun him around by the legs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I've seen that clip before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, those were good movies too. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, I was telling someone what before, um, what was it? I watched a video on YouTube too, and they're talking about the directing in it. And they always pan like to the right. Mm-hmm. There's no like in pan, there's no out pan, there's no left pan, it's all panning to the right. Mm-hmm. And the director was lazy as fuck. <laughs> and then me and Corey watched uh, Silence of the Lambs, and I'm trying to tell him like what else this person said about Silence of the Lambs. And he's like, if you look, Hannibal Lecter, the camera angle goes down on Clarice showing power. And when Clarice talks to Hannibal Lecter, the camera angle goes up. Showing like she's looking up at this superior being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the director did all of this and no one noticed it, no. but it's a psychological thing, right? Like if you're looking up at someone, you feel kind of powerless, like a kid looking up at an adult. Mm-hmm. If you look down on someone, you feel more power. Mm-hmm. So the camera angles and the directing in films are so important. They really are. And I feel like a lot of modern day movies, the directors just don't think about that. They try to make the movies all the same with their shaky cams. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, Although Blair Witch was really pretty good. I got pissed when I found out it wasn't real. Yeah. I remember me yeah. and Corey watched that and we're just like, this is fucking cool. We got to go to that fucking forest now. Yeah. They were saying in the news that it was real, like advertising and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They thought it was real. Well, that was because they, they, they guys came on television. Well, that's because they, they filmed it on handheld cameras. Yeah, and it was right. like the first time. Well, it wasn't the first time. No, but, but like it was, mainstream. It was one of the first mainstream movies. Like, I mean, if Cannibal Holocaust wasn't banned in so many countries, yeah. then more people most likely would have known about that one. But because it was banned for so long, mm-hmm. that most people didn't know about that movie. So a lot of people do think that Blair Witch is the first one to do that. But isn't that interesting? Just the way the camera directing was, people make it more believable. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, why Paranormal Activity also is, became, like, the scariest movie ever, which I still haven't watched, but... It's it's decent. It's, yeah. It's... it's Slow. It's yeah. kind of like the the first uh, Grave Encounters movie. It's slow to begin with, mm-hmm. but it does ramp up. 
Um, I mean, there's a couple parts that were kind of creepy, but at the same point in time, like the next movies, they got more um, creative with their stuff. Like they brought up the Kinect camera. Hmm. And you could actually see the light beams in the night vision cameras and then you could see something moving. Well, they made so much money off the first one. Like the first one, I think it was like $500,000 they made the film on, which was like really low budget. And then they got like 26 million from it. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, the next one, boom. But it's just interesting. The directing was so simple and the cost of the movie was so cheap that it spawned, what was that, Cloverfield? It spawned Paranormal? It spawned all these movies after and kind of created this new genre. Yeah, the foul footage film. Yeah. And nowadays, people are like, oh, there's nothing original. Oh, there's nothing you can do. But it kind of is. Yeah. I just haven't found it yet. <laughs> well, nowadays, you technically film a whole movie on your iPhone. Yeah. You know, really, with the cameras are so That's how this podcast is being made. <laughs> what was it, too? Like, and I, I thought, too, like, podcasts and YouTube. YouTube videos is, like, the big thing right now, of course. And Japan, even. Japan got slower on the game. And now, like, the last three years, mm-hmm. kids are making, like, shitload of money. I saw a TV show in Japan and it was like, what kids want to be when they grow up. And the number one was YouTuber, which beat Doctor. <laughs> How fucked is that? Sad, yeah. We're going to have all these people reviewing toys and shit. Yeah. No one wants to be a doctor. And then when anyone gets injured, they're going to be like, let's make a video on this person dying. <laughs> How do I do surgery? Oh, watch the YouTube video. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 1950s surgery. Yeah. But what's crazy too is I was like, I don't, What's slowly getting up, and I even did it a bit, was uh, live streaming. Mm-hmm. And not Twitch, but like literally with your camera mm-hmm. and uh, talking to an audience. Yeah. And it, there's a program called Seventeen, I think, in Japan, and it's huge. And what's crazy is uh, the hosts, who I think I talked to you guys before about, right? Hosts? I don't think so. Well, hosts in Japan is basically a male, almost like a male prostitute, but not with sex. He, he serves girls drinks and then like talks to them and romanticizes them and then uh, they drink together and the girl ends up paying for the drinks at a very expensive price mm-hmm. and champagne is the most expensive which is like a thousand dollars a bottle so the guy's always like oh we should drink champagne right because then <laughs> she's paying a shitload of money yeah. but what's crazy is the host changed into this live streaming and then all of a sudden um they have like I don't know like 30 girls on there each time and you donate money just like how they can do it on YouTube so the guy's talking he's just like oh I got these new sunglasses today what do you think of it all these girls are going like but all the girls want to be more popular with him so they're like like send a hundred dollars like send two hundred dollars and they're like battling for his affection with money and it's really kind of scammy in that part of Japanese culture because girls do it too and they'll get all the old men coming into the bar and the girl's like, oh, let's drink champagne. Oh, you're so cute today. When they don't give a fuck about the guy. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, the guy goes home to his wife. His wife hates him because he just spent $5,000 on this girl bar. You know? <laughs> and then now the girls will get on these and the guys are at work or whatever. And they're watching these fucking girls and they're sending all their hard-earned money to these girls. Yeah. Well, it's like in, over here uh, with OnlyFans. Yeah, well, OnlyFans yeah. is the new one of that. Yeah. You want to see my bar strap? Five hundred dollars. It's just ridiculous, but hey, yeah. I mean, at the same point in time, if it makes money, it makes money. Yeah. Who cares? Well, it's kind of preying on people's insecurities and preying on people's weaknesses, right? 
Well, it's the same thing that big companies do all the time. Well, and it's the same thing like. But those people are willing to spend the money. Exactly. And spend I, it. Yes, but, but then yeah. it's leading these old guys getting divorces, and then it's you know like the other comparison is like a. Uh, the phone games now that people pay money to get shit and I met like young guys like 20 and they're paying $400 a month to buy new characters on their phone game oh, yeah. no, it's, it's a bit ridiculous and that's where like you want to make money you do something like that you make a free game and you have all these different downloadable characters and stuff because there, there's people out there who spend like $100,000 on these mobile games yeah yeah it's know? insane though so and then you can say, well, they can spend their money on what you want. And I mean, yeah, you have your freedom. But shit, that's a lot of money. Well, now that basically makes gambling into games, too. You're probably seeing, yeah, like, yeah. oh, $10, you can get a couple crates, and maybe they'll have good items. Like, mm -hmm. Well, even there, the governments are trying to start to put a stop to that. Yeah. Because it's like, well, no, it's, it's creeping into kids' games. Uh, right so it's like that's gambling for kids and we can't have that so they're trying to pass a bunch of bills and of course the video game companies are like oh no 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 we're just surprise mechanics you're always going to get something <laughs> and it's like yeah but you're not always going to get something that's from the value of what you're paying for it you're going to get and debt they, that's what you're going to get <laughs> and they, they, they try to link it to like playing cards like the Yu-Gi-Oh cards or the Pokemon mm -hmm. cards like well when you buy a pack of Pokemon cards you're still going to get something yeah, that's true. Of it that's valued. Yeah, it's like your holographic oh, Pokemon card, exactly. Charizard card. You know? <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, at the same point it, time, it's it kind is. of different because maybe pull me old man. I'm like, oh, when I was a kid, we had. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. But it, what what's addictive, more addictive of it, of that though, is when you went to play Pokemon, you go get a Pokemon, you go to the store, you buy your Pokemon card with your money. Mm -hmm. Now they're using parents' credit cards. That's the thing. Well, the biggest difference. It's so easy by a click of a button. Well, the biggest difference, though, is like when you buy a pack of magic cards or Pokemon cards, you're guaranteed to get your value of what you spend on it. So you can spend $750 on it. The cards inside are going to be worth at least $750, if not more. Well, yeah, over time. Uh, over time. Well, whereas when you buy, say, a loot box in a video game, you mm -hmm. might spend $5 on it, but the item you get inside is not worth $5 nine times. Especially, time. yeah, if it's digital, right? Yeah. And then what happens when you delete your game? It's all fucking gone. But to counter that, they had World of Warcraft mm -hmm. and Chinese people and well, probably other people too. But I think someone told me like in China it was a big thing. They were raising their character up to level 100 and selling the character. Well, they were also selling weapons too. Like there was like a weapon that sold for like a million dollars or something mm -hmm. like that. Oh, it's yeah. a World of Warcraft yeah. sword. It's yeah. just inside, like someone got it and they went onto a website and they're like, hey, you know, pay money. And someone paid him a ton of money. Yeah. And then he just transferred the item into his account. And there you go. You make a ton of money. There's people do that with CSGO all the time. Yeah, yeah. CSGO. There's like it's weapons. CSGO. Counter Strike. Yeah. Oh. And you can get weapons that you can sell to other people for like four or five thousand or more. Oh, holy and shit. So of course, people are sitting there spending like hundreds of dollars trying to get this item. Yeah. Well, even there, I heard one guy sold a skin for a gun on CSGO for a hundred thousand dollars. That's yeah. crazy. That makes me wonder how much girls are selling panties for in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> they must have different grades too. I, I think so, because like, uh, I've heard of people selling their panties online here. They don't sell oh, in Canada? Online. In Canada too, yeah. Oh God. Man. I sell my panties all the time. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> like some, some girls make a living off of that. Oh, you know what the grossest thing though I saw? 
was there was a video, I think it was some TV show, and this girl was talking about how she'll like pee in a giant jar, mm-hmm. and then she'll put toenail clippings in it and everything, and she uh-huh. sells it for like a thousand dollars, and she's like, this is how I make my money, and the guy's like, but don't you feel a little dirty? And she's <laughs> like, I make like $10,000 a month just mm-hmm. peeing into a jar, how much do you make? And I was just like, I don't know, to be like, oh, or be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I heard some of the girls, especially over here, Instead of actually wearing the underwear, they actually put it on the dog's face for a couple of hours, oh. and then they set out, and they're still making tons of money. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's come out and it's like, yeah, this is what I do, and they still make money off it. Well, it'd be a different thing. Like Japan, there's still underwear bandits. Like, yeah. like go to junior high schools and steal the underwear. <laughs> like in Japanese anime, you see them like all burglar with little burglar sack. Weirdly enough, it's not money; it's panties. <laughs> Like, Jesus, Japan, if you're gonna go to jail, at least fucking rob a bank, not at fucking junior so high school. But yeah, they do that. Like, I met girls that I dated in Japan, and they're like, oh yeah, I had my... we had like some guy steal all the panties in junior high school. I'm like, what the fuck does he do with them? Like, the 70s show where the panties drop out, Eric is just like, panties, glorious panties. Well, what the fuck does he do with it? Even there, I've run into girls here who's like, you know, in school, I remember my panties being stolen. Like, what guys would steal your panties? And I'm like, no, it's girls. Other girls would go oh. to my locker room and steal my panties. That's that's the it's, woman bullying. Yeah. You know what I mean? The psychological bullying. Men is like, where did my underwear go? Whatever, I'll just wear my shorts. <laughs> yeah. No underwear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, commando. But yeah, cultural differences definitely with that. Um, I don't remember keeping underwear in my locker at school. <laughs> <laughs> God, I guess that's things that but, girls have to worry about that guys don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I, don't, I don't even remember what I put in my locker back in the day. I, I don't think I ever actually even used my locker. I just hated school. Yeah, I was put, horrible. Like, a binder in it and some I never did. I always just carried my bag. Yeah, right? Just never touched my locker. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe a jacket on a lunch or something. But I mean, I, I, I just remember like I hated school and then I one time you remember there was two types of stink bombs there was a plastic one that you squeeze and then it would go whoop, yeah. and then there was a glass bottle one they had to chuck and break the glass yeah. which is weird like kids can buy that yeah. but um i was pissed at my school one day and i got like five, five ten or something of the squish ones and i put it in all the garbage cans all around the school and then they popped and the whole fucking school stunk like shit. Yeah. So I was the one that got stink bombs banned in our town of yeah. hometown of Camp Warner. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was me. Yeah. But uh that's funny. Yeah. That's just pissed me off. I also remember I wrote like one teacher was a bitch and she like she was just really mean. And she sent me to the principal's office when some kid fought with me not him, just me to the principal office. So I wrote a note and I was just like, you stupid bitch. And then I just put it under the door while she was teaching the classroom. And I fucking ran back to the principal's office and I just sat up straight like a good teacher. <laughs> she came in and she's like, did you put this under my blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I've been here the whole time. And she goes, well, you know that I'm your English teacher so I can match your handwriting, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I fucking freak, I messed up bad. Yeah. And then I was there like all nervous and I'm just like, God, she's going to get me. She's going to get me. And she comes back and she's like, you're lucky it wasn't you. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, what? <laughs> it was. But I was like, yeah, I, I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We were horrible. Corey can't play innocent either. It was me and you with slingshots at your school you wanted me to go and do that. You remember that? All the fucking lights. Just I was outside school in like maybe grade three playing with a lighter and there was this big tree and it had sap on it. And it was just lighting the bomb and the sap all of a sudden it started to go up and like lit like 10, 15 feet of this tree on fire. And the uh, fire department had to come. And like, you never told me this. Oh yeah, yeah, we were really Shit. young. So, like, the firefighters brought us into a room and pretty much said, like, oh, we're taking report of this, and if you're ever caught doing this again, you'll be charged. Oh, so we're, like, 10 years old or something. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was oh, at, like, like, Rockland School, like, grade three or four. Yeah, I don't really remember. I went for Matt to be like, yeah, well, I went and shot up my school. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Just no, one no. up us. No, we didn't shoot up the school. No, we yeah. used to put cherry bombs in M80s into the bathroom toilets what? and stuff like that. Yeah, you had the old school. Yeah. I yeah, only saw that on TV. How did you get cherry bombs? Oh, just the different store. Like, maybe... They sold them? Yeah, they were actually selling them through like what? firework, like the firework places would show oh, up huh. and you could buy the M80s and cherry bombs and stuff. What's M80? Isn't that the tall one? Oh uh, yeah, they're a bit bigger. But huh. you know, it's basically just gunpowder inside of this thing you like. Yeah. And I also had a friend who used to be able to make homemade bombs. Like we went on the internet and found out how to make stuff. Oh, so what was that called? The Anarchist Cookbook. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. That, that's where he got a lot oh. of stuff from. So we And that got banned. You remember that? It was a book that did you hear about it, Corey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically for anyone that doesn't know though, it was uh it was a book that someone made and they talked how to make fertilizer bombs, how to make cherry bombs, how to make your own like weapons basically. Mm -hmm. And it was like you could just download it on any website and it was like a like a PDF file, like you could just read it and then I had it and I deleted it sadly. But all of a sudden the government just whoosh and it was gone. Well, I, I wonder if you can torrent it actually. I guarantee you can. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember they'd, they'd be on your doorstep. I, I remember one was like uh, how to make a homemade napalm. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. It was like Put in a plastic tub and just yeah. what was it, gasoline? It was like yeah. gasoline and orange juice, but it was like the canned orange juice that you keep in the uh, really. Yeah, and that makes napalm. Basically, yeah. I thought napalm was like a gel, wasn't it? That's yeah, we made one when we were about twelve, and it was gasoline Jesus. and styrofoam. Yeah. Oh yeah, that, I remember it. hearing that. And it becomes a gel. We lit it in like the garage, and it just burned black for like half an hour, like just a little bit of it, like. Jesus, we were demon kids. But another thing that we used to do in the school was we would go to like um, corner stores and we'd buy the big canisters of butane mm. and lighters and we'd go around and using like flamethrowers on the counter, oh, walking yeah. down the hallway and shooting in the flames. In the school? In the school. What? Oh yeah. How did we, you not get we, like kicked out? We didn't get caught, but at the same point in time, a lot of people were talking about it. So all of a sudden, the constable would come in and check everyone's bags to make sure they didn't have oh. butane canisters. <laughs> so the smokers oh. were pissed off at us because they would have butane canisters to refill their uh, lighters and stuff. Mm -hmm. And here we are setting people on fire in the hallways. Wait, you're so. shooting people? Yeah. Like, like, I remember, you get arrested I remember one time we were like, where was one kid. And he was standing in his locker getting stuff out, and I remember using the butane and shot it, and it went like ten feet oh, down the hallway, set his hair and his back of his shirt on fire. So yeah, another kid just came back and just started smacking him onto the ground, and they're like, "So what the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "Dude, you were on fire, man!" And you didn't get like arrested. You no. didn't get shit from that. No. School? Wow, this school is no. horrible. Well, it's another time I remember this one kid started pushing me. I was like, "Dude, you pushed me again. I'm gonna gag you." And the teacher was starting to calm down the hall, and he pushed me again, thinking that I wasn't going to duck him in front of the teacher. And I just mm -hmm. attacked him. 
And the teacher came up, he said, he hit me. He's like, yeah, but you're still standing. So obviously he didn't hit you that hard. Let's get you back in the class. And that's at that high school? Uh, it was, Here? it was, uh, it wasn't high school. Crime it was, it was um, McNichol. So it was the oh. oh, I didn't want to name drop, but I guess it's fine. I don't care. Because Cor Corey went to the school here and one pot t-shirt you got kicked out right i got kicked out of mcnichol for smoking pot oh there you go yeah what the fuck well mcnichol's that's not, not a fucking flamethrower though <laughs> did you say you remember those kablooey candies oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 the little jawbreaker like things dyed your tongue dyed your tongue teeth and mouth and oh are you gonna say it's like horrible for you no they used to, they banned them from schools because all the kids were eating them and they all had these blue tongues oh yeah and Teachers didn't like it, I guess. I <laughs> but it's really trippy when you think of the freedoms we have here in Canada. Because, like, when I was in Japan, kids had to wear uniforms. They couldn't dye their hair. Actually, in the news in Japan, there was a big incident where this girl got pulled into the principal's office or whatever. And they're like, you can't dye your hair. And she's like, my hair is naturally brown. They're like, don't fucking lie to us. And she had this whole fight with the school. And I think she ended up suing the school because she's like, my hair is naturally brown and you, and, oh, they wanted her to dye it black. Yeah. And she's like, no, the rule mm -hmm. is you have to have natural hair and you can't dye. My hair is brown. That's my natural hair color. <laughs> and they're telling her to dye it black. <laughs> like, and they couldn't wear piercings and like, uh, mm. what is it? Like my eyebrows are really blonde. Like some people can barely see them. Mm -hmm. And uh, one time this Yankee kid came in while I was being a teacher and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, the principal's like, you can't do that. And all the teachers are getting mad at him. And he just points to me and he goes, how come JJ can? How come he can shave his eyebrows? And I go, I have my eyebrows. <laughs> I have my eyebrows, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's hilarious. But uh, that's why it's funny, because in Japan, those are the bad kids. They dye their hair. Yeah. This, this. And so when I went there and they're just like, oh, we have a school with a lot of bad kids. I'm like, what do they do? Oh, they just don't listen and they they dye their hair and I'm like, fuck, when I when I left Canada there was a kid that stabbed another kid at school. I'm like, <laughs> these little fucking gangsters aren't that bad after all. No, no, there's plenty of stabbings in Canada. Right? Yeah. You know? Like even girls, like I remember there was a girl fight broke out. Mm. And two girls were pounding each other and their friend came in to stop the fight and one of their girls pulled out a knife and started stabbing her right Jesus. there. Jesus. No. Yeah. It's, it's different, right? And the bullying is different, too. Like, it's a lot psychological in Japan. Like, girls do psychological bullying, but men do physical bullying. But in Japan, it's mostly psychological from both parts. Yeah. Before, it used to be the Yankees with rough them up, but nowadays, even the boys do psychological <laughs> bullying in Japan. It's really weird. Well, I guess it's, it's easier to get away with, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, with, and not to mention it, uh, it's more damaging. It is a long run, yeah. Long run, yeah. long term. Yeah. I mean, when I got bullied physically, all I went was did karate and became stronger. But when you get bullied psychologically, you develop anxiety, you develop all these crazy shit on top of that, right? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Were you bullied, Corey? No? Uh, Were you the cool so kid? So I wasn't really a cool kid, but I didn't take much shit. I was once jumped by three kids, like maybe two, three grades ahead of me. Oh, I was shit. walking to a friend's house with like a board game. 
And they're like, give me that. I'm like, no. And the one guy hit me with a stick and then oh, damn. dropped me to the ground. They started kicking me and then took my board game. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was about the worst thing, but I never saw them again. It wasn't like a recurring oh, thing. And Wait, they were three on one? Yeah. And they had to and use a stick? they were all like, much bigger than me, too. Yeah. And they had to use a stick? Oh, yeah. yeah what stupid. the lowest scumbags ever. Damn. I just remember, like, I'd get in a fight with, like, the captain of the football league, and then he, uh, he just fucking, what was it? Oh, what happened again with that guy? Oh, yeah, we got into a fight, and then we got pulled into the principal's office, and they're like, yeah, we're going to suspend you, JJ. And I was like, what about him? They're like, oh, well, he's the captain of the football league, and he, we need him. And my mom came in screaming at them. They're like, what the fuck? How is this fair? Like, Captain of football, he gets nothing for starting the fight, and he gets fucking suspended. Fuck yeah. <laughs> She flipped. I remember that. Oh. But bullshit, man. It, it, it was it all is. valley. He's kind of valley, our old hometown, right? Mm. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had none of that here. Because we didn't have a football team. One kid got bullied because he had Kmart clothes. His mom worked at Kmart, and they weren't like that well off. They're basically Kenny from South Park. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, they bully him. It's like just because the fucking here it was a bit different because a lot of the kids that I went to school with in the schools were more poor. So like mm. the, the richer kids were the ones who were bullied for wearing the more expensive oh, clothes. <laughs> so it was like the complete opposite. Yeah. So who are you with your Nike? <laughs> we were we were Jikey. the <laughs> <laughs> Walmart brand you can get. Yeah. That's, that was the main thing here. Oh my god, why do you have running shoes? We have Crocs in our town, buddy. <laughs> that was weird too. Crocs we in Canada are like a dollar, right? Yeah. Homeless people wear Crocs in Canada. In Japan, they have like $30 Crocs you can buy. Yeah. Like Gucci girls Crocs. Wear, yeah, Gucci Crocs and like girls have like purple ones with sparkles and they're like $50 and then guys are wearing like $100 ones and it's like, you're fucking homeless shoes. <laughs> yeah, they're like recycled plastic $1 at the dollar stores here yeah, shit. Pretty much. It's crazy. God, I never yeah, I know, right? It's kind of like horrendous. Yeah. yeah, but anyways guys, let's wrap this one up. We, we're probably rounding about an hour again. Probably. And... Uh, yeah, it was a good talk. We went all over the place. It was fun. It was fun. Can't wait to do another one. All right, let's do another one soon. Definitely. Bash your watch. Bash your watch, man. Fuck. <laughs> you poor guys just don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Let's do it again. Yep. Peace.